We know Christ is our Passover. Uh, and I mentioned last night how uh, in times past we used to all testify and speak and talk about what the Passover meant to that person, to each and every one of us. And as Sister Marjorie was speaking, I was just reflecting on my life because as I've told many of you, you know, I've gone through a lot as far as the world is concerned. I am a, a, a man of the world uh, in the sense that you know, I was not always on this road. Uh, I recall going to college with 10 other individuals and many of those individuals have perished because of drugs, because of sin. I remember the countless sin that I engaged in. And I'm just so thankful because of Lord Jesus that I didn't perish but he gave me an opportunity, and I'm here now, speaking and talking before you. And we're talking about the greatest thing that one can talk about in this world. And that is the uncovering and restoration of God's word, which has been buried and which has been defiled for so uh, very, very long. And we're acknowledging Lord Jesus, and we have to do that, that it's his blood that really gave us freedom. You see, it is his blood when it hit the ground that allowed us, gave us that grace that they so often talk about, to come out of the ground if we go into the ground. Now, many of us will see Lord Jesus standing on our feet. But if we go into the ground because he came back, and he walked his earth, and he had no sin. He was able to take his life back again, paving the way so that all men can have the resurrection. Now, we've heard many things said about the resurrection, but we know the truth regarding the resurrection and how that in the last time, in the last day, the Lord is going to call his people up out of that ground. But also, he gave us, through his blood, the opportunity for eternal life. And that's not the free gift. That is something that you have to work and you have to strive for. But the sins that I have committed in my life and that you have done in your life, we know in the end of the world, through his blood, he's going to cut out our records. So that then... We can become truly a new man with a new body, one that will allow us, as Christ sits in the throne, will allow us to also dwell with the Father also. And also will allow us to go to that great feast in heaven where the Lord is going to drink that wine again that he said he wouldn't drink it until he would drink it new with us in the kingdom of heaven. So Christ, our Passover, he did all of these things for us. And so I have to say to all of you that as we go through this week, that you remember the Lord. It is wonderful that we open up this Passover last night 
and that we're now here worship. But I say, as we go through these seven days, that you break the bread and drink the wine each day. That you, as you thank the Lord for allowing you to go out and come back in safely, that in the morning if you can, or at the evening if you can, you drink that wine, which is his blood, and eat that bread, which is his body. And acknowledge him for what he is to us. Because truly he is our redeemer. He saved us. He came back and he bled for us. He is indeed the Lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the world. And so as we remove the leavening from our homes this week, let us work to remove leavening from our lives each and every day. And that leavening represents sin. And pick up our crosses and follow after Jesus Christ, our Passover. And strive, not only in word, but in deed, to live up to the scripture, Matthews 5 and 48, that says that we should be perfect. You see, the world says that you cannot be perfect, but God says we can. And how are we paid perfect? We are perfect by embracing his law. And if a man believe in it, while well, he's going to walk in it. As the word said, what does God require of a man? That he live justly. That he have faith, that he show mercy and walk humbly with his God. And so let's take this law that we know is true. This Bible, this word that God has given us and make it a part of our lives each and every day. And keep your records and your diaries, and you'll be able to reflect if you don't even write anything down. I don't keep a diary. I'm not a writer like my wife and my daughter. But I know it was Lord Jesus that got me here. I know it was his mercy that I'm not in the grave now, lost, as some others are. And so I ask you to take that record each and every day. You know, I'm just so thankful uh, for our church. Our church has truly gone through a lot. But we all sit here now as forerunners and trailblazers for the word of God and the truth. You see, as Sister Mahatma said, I have spoken on it before, the world is in retreat. It's not growing. Many people thought because the United States elected the first, their first black president, that there would be harmony amongst the races. But enmity is at its greatest extent between people now. This event that happened in Florida has completely polarized the races and the political parties. But that is because the world is in its last days. And just as we go through life, when we come out of the womb, we're at our strength, and as we move along through life, we become infirmed and subject to, to illness and weaknesses. This is what is happening to the world. But there is hope for us, because we hope for a new world, 
and a, a new heaven and a new earth, one where righteousness dwelleth. And so I'm so happy for the work we have. We have become a body in Christ. You know, that is something 20 years I remember telling the Lord, I want to work. I just love working with people. You know that? I love joining together and everyone putting their talents together to serve God. Setting aside envy and jealousy and pride and all of those things that Satan promotes. And becoming, because of all of those talents, a moving force for God. And see, that's what we have done here at our church. And I'll tell you, uh, this worship service is unlike none for me. We have overcome many perils and many trials. We are a small group of people, and I'll tell you, from because of my financial background, I am often and all and amazed at how we were able to do what we've done to maintain this church. I look at our financial records, but as I often say, we're like the fishes and the loaves. You put a small quantity in, you bless it, you call on Lord Jesus, and a multitude of blessings come out. And so we've been able to do so much. And I say, brothers and sisters, we must continue on this journey, promoting the law of God. I'm so happy that I can see Brother Marcus and Sister Michelle here. That picture on TV is not a good one, Mark, I'm going to tell you. It's kind of dark. I didn't realize Sister Michelle was as tall as she was. But we take what God gives us because it's good that we can bring them into our worship in Indianapolis into our worship service. And our website that we have, being a small group of people, we've worked collectively collectively together. This is what happened when people work together in the Lord. We are now disseminating the word of God to various places in the world. California, over in Europe, Australia even. We didn't do any advertising. We just put our website out there and we let God Take it from there. And we are not like any other churches. We don't say, please send your gift to our church. We don't want anything because God has given us all that we need. And it's wonderful that we're doing it. And then how we also, which is so very important work, to be in compliance with Matthew chapter 25 and how we disseminate to people that are in need around the area, around the country, around the world. We help people who suffer, who are afflicted, who were born infirm. As Lord Jesus said, he said that when I was a hungered, you did feed me. This is the word of God. And we want to be spotless and without blemish so that our church will be acceptable. It'll be like Philadelphia and Smyrna. This is what we work and we strive for. And so 
I say to all of you on this Passover, as we acknowledge our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, let us continue on this path of working together. You know, I've been working with Sister Margaret for over 20 years. And her mother also. Sister Colleen and all of you. What are we working for? We work to build a church that personified the truth. Everybody has, as Sister Marjorie would say, their bishopric. Everybody brings certain talents to the pool, to the membership. And then that membership becomes what? A body in Christ. And also, it puts on the whole armor of God. And when you put on the whole arm of God, guess what? Satan may be running around looking through the window, <laughs> knocking on the door. Ooh, let me in. That's how he sounds to me. I'm going to get in. Let me in. Try to keep up the trouble. See? <laughs> but he can't get in. And when he can't get in, as I often say, you have the unity of faith. You have Everybody coming together in singleness of mind. You have one accord. You have no division. You have a church that is perfect before God. And that's what we try to do. So let us take this oath to continue on this Christian journey and call on God. He's going to fill up all of these seats in his season. He's going to do what he said he's going to do. And that is really he's going to bring the remnant of Israel together. And we're going to journey back to that tabernacle. He's going to also bring in the Gentile saints. And we're going to all go up to that great feast in heaven. We only need to remain patient and do what we say on our website front page, that we adhere to the commandments of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. And by doing that, that makes us perfect before the Lord. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be accepted in my sight, O Lord, my strength, my